Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Two Average Brown Bros podcast. I'm your host, Brashank. And I'm your host, Andres. And today is February 6, 2023. It's a brand new Monday. What's happening, Andres, on this lovely Monday? Man, it's already February. Can you believe that? Yo, the month of January went by <laughs> so fast, and we already know February is going to go by super fast because it's only 28 days in February this year. So that's two out of 10, two out of 12 months of the year that's going to fly by so quick. I know. I'm not ready for it. I don't, I'm not ready for the shortest month. It's going to be a nightmare. So no, I'm not ready for it. Also, we just came out of the coldest days that probably like areas of Canada have experienced in years. Like it's been a while. So over the weekend, well, actually starting Friday throughout the weekend, it was minus 30 something or minus 20 something, but it felt all the way to minus 48 at certain times of the, of the day that I'm just like, oh, back in the prairies <laughs> uh, but it was so cold extremely cold like basically i have not experienced this amount of cold since i lived in the prairies yeah i think i completely missed the cold because as you know i went down to virginia and florida so obviously when i came back it was a lot colder for me but definitely missed the minus 30 minus 40 weather that ontario and quebec had so I'm not jealous, but obviously had to come back to the cold winter. Um, so I don't like it, but I'm not going to complain because, like I said, I did miss it. <laughs> yeah, you, I'm glad. Honestly, I would say I'm glad you missed it because, you know, like I know how, you know, to be properly dressed to go outside, you know, got that experience. But, you know, there was, like, fear of kind of, like, what would happen to, like, the pipes and everything because it's not something that is regularly over here, right? So, for example, I was trying to, like, turn on my car, get it going because we were crazy enough to take a road trip one of those days. Um, so the night before, like, on Friday, I'm just like, okay, let me turn it on so that I know it's running. So I did that. And, of course, I hadn't used my car in a while, so... It got going. I was like, okay, perfect. This works. And then the morning off, tried again. And I had a little bit of a panic attack because it took a bit for it to get going. Because you cannot plug your car here. It's such a daily task to do in, like, you know, back in Saskatoon. All throughout winter, I plugged my car. And over here, it's not a thing. Like... People were jumping their cars because, you know, they don't plug them because one is not a thing would you do. And two, cars are not equipped to be plugged. Mine is, but like, I'm not going to run an extension from my apartment on the second floor down to the parking space, you know? Yeah. So that was interesting. People jumping their cars. And also it's kind of like risky to jump your car in such cold weather. Exactly, exactly. So honestly, the only thing to do in cold, cold weather like that is stay in and bundle up in your bed. <laughs> well, that's definitely not what I did. I went to Quebec City for Carnival and, you know, spent quite a couple of hours outside in the cold. But honestly, bundled up, it was fine. 
So what did you learn this past week, Andreas? This past week, I learned a lot of things about Carnival in Quebec. So it's like a winter festival. It is just so much fun. I didn't know, but it's something that Quebec does on like a yearly basis. My friend was telling me something they tell them about a lot in their French classes in Ontario. Um, so they like learn a little bit more about Carnival, what it was. Kind of like probably it's closely related to, you know, to the feelings and traditions around Mardi Gras because, you know, Quebec is a very Catholic province or used to be, but it still has a lot of traditions based on Catholicism. So, uh, you know, the concept of Mardi Gras, Pancake Tuesday, Carnival in a lot of countries is that in a certain way you get your fun, you get some of those sins out uh, before you go into a period of repentance, which is Lent. Uh, so it's probably to, like, somewhere tied around uh, around that idea. So learn about that. And their mascot is called Bonhomme, you know, like good man. Um, so good old Bonhomme, we, we, we tried to find him, we found him, we got pictures. And then Bonhomme is wearing a metisage. And I'm just like, huh, I don't know if they're really just using it to like, you know, blank cultures or things like this. So for me, it was like, a I was a little bit skeptic about that. Uh, but then did some more research. And they do say that Bonhomme is a Métis, uh, a Métis thing. Like, they, like the character of Bonhomme uh, represents also part of Métis uh, ancestry, uh, especially because, you know, Métis is French, this, like, French origin with Indigenous. So uh, I found it very, something very interesting from, like, a Quebec perspective, which... <laughs> there's you know like in every other province across Canada it's just very touchy uh, in certain times in terms of indigenous culture and people and provinces sometimes not including them into their traditions I found it very uh very interesting that Quebec being one of the provinces that is very oh we're French and this is what we're doing that in a certain way they're paying homage to Métis culture in such a big big tradition like Carnival but that's what I learned this week how about you, Brishan? What did you learn while you were away from us for a while? So a couple things I learned. One thing I learned is I actually drove down to Key West. It was a really fun drive from Miami. And the drive was three hours without traffic. And I really enjoyed it because, as you know, I love road trips. Um, I love all trips, obviously. But road trips are definitely fun because you can see a lot of the things on the road or along the trip. And one of the things I learned is about the Truman Little White House. So... When President Harry S. Truman, you know, he was a president, he had a winter White House in the Key West. And it's a small little white, lit, literal White House. And now it's they've turned it into like a museum. But it was a pretty cool little house, I guess, that to see. And Key West overall was really cool because obviously the southernmost point of the continental USA is also there where, you know, in the signs that we've all seen where it says 90 miles to Cuba is there. Um, luckily for us, Canadians can go to Cuba, Americans they can't, so that's how they see Cuba, unless they fly over it, I guess. Hmm. Um, hint, hint, they can't, you can't actually see Cuba from Key West. <laughs> um, another thing I learned was, so scientists are trying to revive the woolly mammoth, um, so as we all know, woolly mammoth, you know, the large, large elephants looking creatures with big, big tusks. Um, scientists have been trying to revive it obviously you know they haven't done it yet but it was, it was because 
back in 2003, the Pyrenean ibex was briefly revived. So, you know, scientists, you know, thought, okay, maybe the mammoth could be successfully revived too. Um, so scientists have been trying to go on. Obviously, one, one, according to one research team, the mammoth cannot be recreated, but the team will try to eventually grow it in an artificial womb, um, a hybrid elephant with some woolly mammoth traits, um, and comparative gen gen genomics shows that the mammoth genome matches 99% of elephant genome. So obviously very similar to elephants. Um, obviously, even with this artificial womb, the outcome would be an elephant-mammoth hybrid with no more than 1% mouth genes. And so different, you know, biotechnology companies are trying to revive the woolly mammoth. And it's pretty cool because, you know, if they can do this, it would be a big, I think, technological advance for these biotech companies because it would. I think you could use it for so many other animals or creatures from the past that have gone extinct. You know, if we can bring them back, um, obviously, you know, it, it leads to a different moral and ethical questions of should it be allowed? Should we be doing that? But in the end, I think anything to do with biology and technology. I think it's pretty interesting, and if they can actually revive the woolly mammoth to even to a like you know certain extent, I think that would be really cool. Yeah, it will be interesting, but yeah, definitely the ethics will be will be something to watch out for because I can see a lot of people being like, ah, oh, we don't have to care about animal extinctions if we can do this. So, yeah, the ethics around that will be interesting. Exactly. So it'll be interesting to see what, how it happens. One of the research teams, they want to finish it by 2027. Um, and that's only four years away. So we'll see what happens in four years. <laughs> we'll see. Absolutely. So guys, what are we talking about on this special, special episode? Well, on this special episode, which is first of all our 100th episode, oh my God, Bruchan, can you can you think about it? like a hundred times recording? Woohoo! Yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty big. You know, when we started this podcast, it was just something to do for fun, and even now, and I don't like you know, it's a lot of the podcast is really fun driven. I think it's nothing that we put pressure on ourselves. You know, we try to get a and I think we've achieved putting out episodes every week. But it's nothing, you know, we don't pressure each other to do it. It's mostly for fun and just a way of, you know, getting our opinions out there. So I think that's going to continue to happen. You know, that's happened for the last past 99 episodes. It's going to continue happening because I think that's the best way to do podcasts, really. Absolutely. I Yeah, it's been a journey, which I've enjoyed. So, Rishang, what are we doing for this episode? So this podcast episode, we're going to do something fun. And obviously, you know, we, this, we've talked about ourselves a lot, but obviously we can't get enough of ourselves because first, we're narcissists. <laughs> and second, it's the 100th episode, so we're going to make it a little fun, getting to know us a little further, you know, more than all of our controversial, non-controversial opinions that we put out for the past 99 episodes. But this one is just getting to know us in fun ways, different questions. We're going to ask each other fun questions and see if we can answer them honestly and truthfully. And if not, why not? <laughs> All right. Sounds good. So, so yeah. So, this question is because 
you know, what other place to go and ask for questions than good old Teen Vogue, because we're still teenagers, sure. Um, so, all right, Brishang, first question is, what embarrasses you the most and or what's been your most embarrassing moment? So this is this is actually a pretty funny story that I have. And not many people know about this, but I guess now the podcast and the listeners will know. But and I guess it's kind of embarrassing. But looking back, I was only like six, five or six years old, so it's not too embarrassing. So back when I was in grade, like in Nepal, we have a schooling system where before kindergarten you have something called lower kindergarten lkg and after kindergarten you have something called ukg which is upper kindergarten because you know in the poly star school at like three or four years old mm-hmm. um so i remember one day i had really bad stomach ache but i went to school anyway and i was only like you know four or five like i said at the time so i was in some class i don't know what class all i remember is because back in the day my mom used to love to dress me in overalls so I was in class and my stomach hurt really bad and I ended up pooping my pants really bad. And obviously in Nepal, you know, back in the day, we didn't really have diapers. We had like those clothes, like recycled diapers, but not the diapers that you would find in North America. So I remember just getting poop and it wasn't just like normal poop. It was like diarrhea poop mm-hmm. okay, all over my pants. And I remember my like overalls, you know, it ballooned up like a literally like a a balloon oh no and it was so bad because i remember like i had to tell the teacher and obviously when you're five or six like you know when something like that happens like i don't think it's traumatic looking back i find it funny more than anything but at that time i remember i had to like run to the bathroom and then the teacher had to like come help me and call my call my mom and obviously we didn't have cell phones back then either so they had to like find a way to contact my mom somehow and then eventually my mom came to get me and took me home and obviously changed me. But I think if that were to happen to me now, that would be by far very, very embarrassing. Um, but one thing that I've noticed as I've, like, you know, grow up and get older is holding, you know, trying to hold off on going to the bathroom, whether it's number one or number two, is a lot harder when you get older. <laughs> I Yes, definitely. So I don't think I would try to hold anything in even, you know, I'm still only 28 but getting older, I think trying to, like, I remember one year when I was like 12 or 13, I held my pee for like almost five, six hours because we we're on a road trip. I know, very bad thing to do, but like, you know, just the fact that I could do it. But now I don't think I could hold it for that long, even if I wanted to. <laughs> well, well, don't do anything that will hurt you. <laughs> exactly. And what about yourself, Andreas? What are some embarrassing moments you have had? Mm, embarrassing moments. I don't know, Brishang. I don't know if I have any. <laughs> um, I don't know. Embarrassing moments. Or I don't know if it's my most embarrassing moment, but it's the one that I comes to mind right now. And it is when it was during uni, like I was pretty stressed and pretty anxious. So, you know, I was it was pretty gassy, so but I had to write a midterm. So basically throughout the entire midterm, which probably I think it lasted an hour and a half because it was a very long midterm on developmental biology. Uh, just my stomach kept rumbled 
rumbling and rumbling and i felt so bad for everyone next beside me because it was so quiet because of course we we're all trying to like to write this midterm which was probably one of the hardest classes we had in our degree and i just i just made a lot of noise <laughs> but that's the only like that's one embarrassing moment that comes to mind right now but i will probably have to think to more about which one will be the most embarrassing yeah, I think even for me, like embarrassing, I don't get embarrassed too easily, I think. Um, so I think like, a, like it's similar to you, it's kind of hard to find embarrassing moments in my life because like I said, like I don't really get embarrassed easily. So it's kind of hard. <laughs> for me, it's different. It's like I avoid situations that I know I'm going to embarrass myself. <laughs> All righty. So we'll move on to another question so we're not going to be doing this article has 168 we're not going to do all of them we're going to jump to some of them just so anyone wonders um all right Rishang, what is your love language we all know there's five love languages yes um, words of affirmation quality time acts of services gifts and physical touch and I wouldn't say I have one. I'm going to rank it one through five. I think that's the best way to do it because I like all of them, obviously. I don't know if that's how you feel, but I think for me, it's different levels at different times, but I can rank it one through five. Um, number one is definitely quality time, I think. Um, being able to spend time with someone that you like and or even love, I think, is a great you know, way to spend time, really. Um, number two is definitely... I think words of affirmation, like what's whether it's in a relationship or friendship, if someone says, you know, um, I love you, or they compliment you, or they send you words of affirmations or appreciation, or even simple encouragements throughout the day, I think that makes my day quite a lot. And then number three is acts of services, which sometimes does go up to one and two, because if someone does something for me without me telling them to do it or something somebody remembers something that i told them a long time ago and they somehow remembered it you know or if they do something out of the blue without me specifically requesting it i think that's amazing because it shows you a lot about that person and in a lot of situations actions really speak louder than words so you know with words of affirmation people can always talk to you and say all these nice things but if they don't follow up with it i think that's kind of a deal break almost so uh, sometimes i would say acts of services is almost higher than words of affirmation and then number four is physical touch i think you know obviously in any healthy relationship i think that's a big deal and then gifts as much as i love receiving gifts whether it's for you know christmas or my birthday or anything it's not top priority you know because a lot of times you have to look at the economic situation um there's, and there's just so much to do with the gift aspect of it that I feel like the others almost make up for that. Because sometimes, you know, for me, I've been in situations where I can't really afford a big grand gift. And I, don't, I wouldn't expect, you know, people to give me big grand gifts either. So it kind of, kind of balances out, I think. So gifts, they are important, but not super important. And sometimes with gifts, it doesn't have to be things that you buy either. If you made it, amazing, you know. But I think those would be my five in a ranked order almost. How about you, Andreas? 
Uh, so for me, number one, for sure, is quality time. You know, as an introvert, I appreciate time. So time that I am seeking to be with like a significant other means a lot to me because, you know, I get there's such a thing as getting socially exhausted, which happens to many of us introverts. Uh, so quality time with someone, it's pretty important and I value it a lot. And then tied in second will be physical touch and pretty close behind words of affirmation. Uh, the physical touch, I think that one, like when I think about it, it's like, I don't know why, but honestly, it probably comes from coming from a brown Latin family in which everyone's hogging and, you know, we are very, it's a very physical culture. So that's maybe why. Uh, and words of affirmation, you know, it is nice to hear nice things about yourself once in a while. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's about it. I don't really care about gifts. I'm pretty sure gifts when I took the test was like last one. Because I don't really, like, whatever you want to give with me, as long as you put thought into it, that's what matters, in my opinion. Well, maybe that will change later on <laughs> when things get more serious. Uh, but, yeah, I don't really, like, as long as there's thought put into the process of gifting, I think that speaks a lot more than the gift itself. You know, because, like, you can buy someone something super expensive, but if you did it just because, oh, it's expensive, but rather you did not put thought into it, like, you can buy the most expensive thing, but if there's no thought or you actually got something that I don't like, then it's just, like, you know, like, I appreciate it that you spent on this, but there's no thought put into it. So, yeah, so I don't really care about gifts. Yep, I, I agree with you on that. Um, Follow-up question. So, obviously, you know, love languages we've both done the quiz we both kind of know where we've said how about personality types have you done the personality type quiz i have i i i do have done that personality type all right what's your personality type andreas uh let me just verify it because i have a screenshot of it okay yes i got it right so i am uh what would you guess mine would be Richard? just quick guess um okay i think let me pull up the chart thing because I need to check. I have my results, but I don't have the rest of the results. Up. <laughs> okay. Let me find that. Okay. I think you are, you're definitely more introverted. Um, so I, I think you're more of a thinker. That one is a toss up. I think you could be either thinker or feeler. I think you're more leaning towards slightly more towards a thinker. Um, for the S versus M, so sensing versus intuition, I think you're more of an intuition person. And judging versus perceiving, I think you're definitely judging. So I want to say I-T-N-J. Oh, my God, <laughs> Yes, I am an INTJ. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> That's what happens when we know everyone. <laughs> yep, yep. Yes, I am an INTJ, which is an architect. So yeah, indeed, I am introverted, intuitive, thinking, and judging. Um, so that is who I am. The judging is not about judging people, just to clarify. Um, judging is that uh, in a certain way we think about how like we are very like structure oriented. Okay, it's not about judging people. I mean, slight, maybe, structure. maybe, maybe slightly. <laughs> maybe, but it's not on this test. <laughs> uh, no, it's about organization in a basically 
in a in a certain way. That's but yeah, I am an uh, I am that, and that is the architect. So that's kind of like the per or the persona they give to INTJs. How about Jubi Shang? Who who are you? I'll put you on the spot. What do you think I am? Oh my god! The thing is, I know you. I you present yourself as an extrovert, but I know you're an introvert, Bushank. Um, you are definitely more about. I would say you are more of a filler, <laughs> like filling. Um, you are definitely perceiving because you're more spontaneous and things like that. And hmm. I would say you're still also uh I would also say intuition. So I would say an I F N P. Pretty sure I did not get it right, but I think you got some of it correct. So for me myself, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually an ENFJ, um, extroverted. Okay. Intuition, feeling, and judging. Um, also, I think I took this almost three years ago now, almost four years ago. So I don't know if this these kinds of things change with time. I'm sure it does because, you know, a lot of people like that are former extroverts end up in introverts or vice versa. Or really, I think personalities really change. So it would be cool to see, do this test again and see where I lay now. Um, I don't think I'll change too much, but so yeah, I am an ENFJ. It's the protagonist they call they call it. I think. Okay. Um, Goes hand in hand with your narcissism. Exactly. <laughs> but we're talking about ourselves, right? So, um, it, it, you know, this is a cool homework for us. Maybe we'll do the personality test again tonight and have it ready for the next um, episode to see if we. Say the same. I don't know when you did yours personality test, but like I said, mine's already four years old, and I think it might change. It might not change, but it'd be cool to see. I did mine last, like I'm pretty sure, last year somewhere in the summer. So okay, so I'll, that'll be a homework for me. I'll do mine again and see if it changes. There, yeah, you should do it. But yeah, definitely, mine is recent, so I know, and I haven't changed in a bit. So it changes a little bit on the scale, but I always land up on like one end like i think there was one scale if i remember correctly i think it's the i think it's the sensing and the intuition one where i'm pretty close in like close to the middle so uh but yeah other other scales like they remain pretty heavily on some of the others yeah i think me too because i have yeah what i i we might have done the same quiz almost because i'm just looking at my results and it says extroverted versus introverted. So I'm 67% extroverted versus 32 introverted, which kind of makes sense because I, like you said, I am, I would say I'm a former introvert, um, turned extrovert almost. Mm-hmm. Um, for the intuitive versus observant, I'm more of an intuitive person, 76% to 24%. For thinking versus feeling, I'm 83% feeling versus 17% thinking, which and that might have changed now, but I still think deep down I'm more of a feeler, I think, but on the outside I'm more of a thinker, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that I'm interested to see if that's changed over the years. And then for the judging versus perceiving, pretty close. This was the closest one, actually. So 53 versus 47%. Um, 
So yeah, it'd, it'd be cool to see on, on these scales how much has changed over the years. And I wish I would have like saved the results for my, you know, when I did it back in like before university and before high school. Because over those years, I definitely have changed. You know, even knowing myself, I know I've changed. So it'd be cool to see those results. But sadly, I don't have those. Oh well, well, you'll have to take it again. Exactly. Anyway, let's jump into some other fun questions. Do you believe in monogamy? Um. Yes, I'm a pretty strict. I think in that regards because first of all, I'm a pretty jealous guy. I think not toxic jealous, but obviously, I think there's healthy kind of jealous. So if I was not in a monogamy, I think I'd be pretty sad. Like I wouldn't do anything negative, but I'd just be more sad, you know, by myself. Um. So definitely feel. Yes, how about you? Yes, I do believe in monogamy. I think it is possible, but do I believe it's the only type of relationship human beings can endure? No, I think there's different types of relationships, but you know, depends to each their own. Exactly, exactly. I think this goes with a lot of relationship questions. I think what works for you might not work for other people, and vice versa. So you know. Even going a little bit further, and like even things like open relationship, I think personally I would never do that for similar reasons.、Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it works for some people, but that's one of those things where sometimes I've read a lot of horror stories on Reddit、um, where people, you know, open up the relationship, eventually it turns sour and turns bad and just leads to disaster. So not for me, not for a lot of people, but obviously it works for some people. Definitely, definitely. Okay, let's keep on moving on.、Um, what would your dream house home look like? Just quick, what type of like, like what type of architecture would it be for Shank? So you say quick, but it's funny because recently I've been watching a lot of those、um, mansion tours on YouTube. Yeah, I don't know if you watch those, but like those thirty, forty, a hundred million dollar mansions.、Mm-hmm. And looking at those, I think a lot of the ones I like, obviously, it have to be oceanfront. Obviously, I think because I love being in the water, I love being in beaches. And as soon as it's oceanfront, you know, it's going to be somewhere tropical, with an infinity pool, the number of rooms, all that. I don't really care about. I'm happy with you know two bedrooms, three bedrooms, whatever big. But as long as his oceanfront has a pool in there, you can see the sunset or the sunrise. And you can hear the waves crashing at night before you go to bed, and maybe some palm trees out front. I think that would be great for me. <laughs> There you go, perfect. What about you? I have two types of dream homes because I'm just that ambitious. <laughs>、uh, one would be kind of like a Mexican hacienda, so very Spanish colonial period, lots of. Break.、Um, I like also Spanish colonial hacienda vibes because it make brings kind of like what now it's contemporary in terms of wood and steel. It's something that is very present on Mexican colonial styles. So that will be one. And then the, my other type is literally a cottage, like a nice log wood, like a log cabin. So yes, those will be my two types of dream homes. We love it. Yes. All right. Let's do some other quick ones. What's your favorite board game to play, Pershing? Um, I I love Risk. I love Monopoly and Catan. Those are my top three board games. 
Um, obviously, they get very competitive and sometimes very toxic, but I do enjoy them. <laughs> Good. Nice to know. Good to know. Good to know. What about you? I love all. I love Catan. That's one of my faves. I do also enjoy um, uh, Code Names. Very fun. And I would say for a third board game that I really enjoy, it's kind of like. I would say kind of like Monopoly, but back home we one of the versions is like with countries of the world. So would you buy countries? Uh, but yeah, those I would say it takes forever, but those are will be those will be my top three. All right, um, Brishank, what's an unexpected movie that makes you cry? Um. Unexpected movie. Yes. So you know, cry. like it cannot be it cannot be the notebook. We know that will make people cry. Or Titan <laughs> or Titanic. That makes people cry. What will be an unexpected one that makes you cry? So instead of movie, I'm gonna give you a TV show because this was very quite unexpected. Okay. Um, I do get kind of emotional when I, whenever I finish a TV show, like, you know, that's completely done. I kind of get sad because, like, you know, I've grown so attached to all these characters for the past, you know, however long seasons. Mm-hmm. Now, after this, it's like, well, like, it's over, you know. But so I think it was last year I started watching a show called Superstore. And it's pretty funny. It's like a sit, uh, sitcom. And at first, I started watching it just as, like, I don't know, where it's just like, oh, this looks decent. Like, let me give it a try. And I kept going back to it because even though it was kind of weird sometimes, I, I ended up loving the show. And then towards the end, when I got to the very last episode, I literally cried a little bit. And this was only, like, a couple weeks ago because I had been put putting it off, you know, finishing it. And I got kind of teary-eyed because I'm like, wait, why am I crying? It's like a comedy. Mm-hmm. But it was just sad because it's over, you know? Fair. That that is the that is a fair answer. Yeah. How about you, Andres? What what unexpected movie made you cry? What's an unexpected movie that makes me cry? Um, I don't know if it's unexpected. I would like to say it's unexpected, but I did um a movie that made me cry. It makes me cry all the time. It's Coco. I cry every time in that movie. Just I don't know. It touches a lot of strengths. So it definitely, like, it can be, like, I'm pretty sure towards the beginning, like, first 10 minutes, I'm ready, like, uh, <laughs> and nothing sad has happened. Um, but Coco makes Absolutely. Me- so I have a question for you. It's not a quick one, but it might be a little bit deeper. Okay. So, take your time. But have you ever experienced a friendship breakup? And what did it teach you if you have? Have I experienced a friendship breakup? I think you will be able to answer that question for me, Brashen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I'll let you talk too, but I think I wanted to touch on this question because I'm sure we both experienced something similar. And I think university is really the time where you experience this quite a lot because as, you know, we were both RAs, you had to do our job, but you were also friends with people. So there came a lot of times where you have to make a decision for your work life versus your personal life. And I think that led to a lot of almost friendship breakups. Well, but in university, when you're growing up, you know, when you figure out what you're trying to do in life and your, you know, your goals and aspirations, sometimes the friends that you are with don't always align with your future self and what you want to be. So I feel like that's 
in a lot of ways, those two are the main catalysts of friendship breakups for me anyway. And I'm not sure if that was the same for you, but I think, you know, knowing you, knowing what I know about you, I think it's very similar. Yeah, it definitely like, you know, uh, as hard as it might sound, definitely friendships, some of them come with a timestamp on them. And I think that's something I've grown to realize. And for me, I think friendship breakups, even before the ones I had during university, I've experienced friendship breakups since, like, since high school, I would say. Because, you know, I wouldn't count friendship breakups, like, from kindergarten, elementary, or middle school, because, you know, uh, I move schools too often, not too often, but for every single stage of my life, that, you know, that, like, some friendships will just not be there, just based on the fact that we're not in school together anymore. Um, but, like, high school, those are, like, some of the friendships that moved into university and a lot of them yeah they've just like friendships had embed because uh either they don't align with life or they do you know they do things to other friends that you're not okay with so it's not about taking sides I've never felt about taking sides I it is more about like for me just like in my own point of view what was right and what was wrong so I've had had like some kind of like I wouldn't say devastating friendship uh breakups but definitely friendships that I'm just like you know make you reflect and you're like I really thought like I thought but it will sound bad but it is not meant to be bad it's just like I expected and I thought higher of you in a certain way yeah um but yeah it's just you know people make some decisions that may be at the time and even now you might not understand. I certainly sometimes I don't understand why certain people made certain decisions. But, you know, at the time I questioned them, now I'm just like, you know, it's okay. Uh, it's fine. And they're not, yeah, it's just, uh, what did it teach me? It, it, just, it literally taught me that. It taught me that, you know, friendships, uh, sometimes we might know there are time stamps on them and sometimes we might not know but they do have like some friendships do have time stamps and it's okay um them friendships that are meant to stay are meant to stay and the ones that you know that are meant to be fostered you'll they will be there so that's what some of these friendship breakups uh have taught me Absolutely. I think, you know, friendship breakups and even regular breakups, I think it's, life is all about learning, you know, learning from your past so you can make a better you in the future. So, you know, friendships, you know, like they come and go. They really do. And as I've grown older, my friendship circle has gone uh, substantially smaller. But the people that are still here, the people that are still in my circle, I think, you know, it's going to be for life. And those are the people that you want in your life, really. Yeah, exactly. It just, you know, uh, we're evolving around our one time. Um, all right, last question, Rishan, because we're getting into a longer side of this episode. So let's see. Some of this I cannot ask you because you already have done them or it will not be fun to ask you them. Uh, <laughs> oh. I don't know if we have talked about this, so uh, maybe we'll save that for another episode, which is about talking about parents. Um, ooh, let's end up with a juicy one, Brishank. Um, 
What was the last lie you told? Last lie I told. Yes. <laughs> That's a tough one. Do, do I lie a lot? I probably do. Not a lot, but I do. <laughs> All right. So first exclusive here where Shank is a liar. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I don't know when the last time I lied was. I really can't think of that right now. Why don't you start us off and let me think. All right. Last time I lied, um, I'm trying to think. So the last time I lied, um, um, so, you know, sometimes working night shifts can be hard <laughs> uh, in order to balance sometimes with social activities that happened before. So, you know, sometimes you just call in sick and you're... Just find yourself not far away from the city, but far enough that you know you will not make it. <laughs> and then you just say you're sick while you keep on bowling. Um, so, yes, I think that's just a nice little, I don't think it's that bad of a lie. You know, I just wanted to stay with friends and have fun, especially because one of my friends, uh, she was leaving to do her exchange program. So I would not be seeing her for a while. So wanted to spend as much time as I could. Yeah, I think, okay. Um, that's not too bad, I think. I don't think it's bad. I think almost everyone has done it. Absolutely. I think, sim yeah, similarly for me, like sometimes I'll, you know, whether it's a Grima or my parents or my brother or even some of my friends, if they you know, they want to talk on the phone or they want to do something. Sometimes I'll just be laying in bed and doing absolutely nothing. And I'll say, oh, I'm really busy right now. <laughs> or other times when I'm, you know, usually when I need to go somewhere and they're like, where are you? And I'll say, oh, I'm like 10 minutes away, even though I'll be at home, not even like dressed. And I'm still like 30 minutes away. Like for me, I think those are like some of the lies I tell on a constant basis because um, it makes them feel better, but they obviously most people know me that my 10 minutes is not usually 10 minutes, whether it's for going on walks or going some, to someone's house. If I say 10 minutes, I'll probably arrive 30 minutes later, which is really bad, but I'm just a lazy person. <laughs> yes, you are. I can attest to that. Exactly. All right. So we barely cover the surface because there's just so many questions. And as per usual, we cannot give a straight single direct answer and we have to delve into a story <laughs> um so you know we might do this and continue asking some of these questions later on but i think it's time to wrap up this week's episode for shane absolutely so andres what are you looking forward to for the upcoming week uh for the upcoming week i'm looking forward for sunday because it's super bowl sunday um also it will be kind of like a mark to a finish of a very hectic time right now in the semester but i'm looking forward to uh super bowl sunday as well two of my closest friends from saskatoon are coming over uh to montreal for some reason they the february seems like a good time to travel i'm not gonna question it um uh, but i'm excited to kind of like see them like of course it's still a hectic time so might not have as much of a free time to hang out with them as I would enjoy. Uh, but, you know, making plans with them, showing them around, maybe if they want to go a little bit further out of Montreal, being able to do that. Uh, but I'm excited for them to come over. Um, so 
it should be a packed week with social things and academics. What a thrill for an introvert. Uh, how about you, Roshang? What are you looking forward for this week? For this week, um, I know the weather's supposed to be a little bit warmer. Like I said, you know, I miss a cold, freezing cold here. But I know Ontario, you know, we this winter's not over until I would say April-ish, May. So, but even then, having said that, I think it is supposed to be pretty warm this week. So looking forward to going outside. It did snow a little bit here this afternoon. But other than that, I think the upcoming week is supposed to be above zero degrees. So I think... I can finally go enjoy my daily walks, which I had stopped throughout the winter. Um, but I think now that it's going to be a little bit warmer, I will continue to do that. That's awesome. We love when you go on walks. Absolutely. So, Andres, any last words for this 100th special, special episode? No, where he comes for more and more and more episodes. Um, so if you have any ideas, reach out to us um, and let us know what you want to hear from us, which opinions you want to hear, anything. Just reach out to us on our Instagram, the two average, uh, average Brown Bruce podcast, or on Twitter in the same handle. But yeah, excited for more and more episodes. How about you, Brishank? Final words for this 100th episode. Um, not really. I think the support has been pretty good for the people listening to us, the people that join us, you know. And I want more of that, more people to join in on the episodes, more people to let us know their thoughts, and just hit us up anytime they want to let their opinions, thoughts, feelings out. Exactly. But that, thank you again for staying with us, hanging out with us, and listening to us. And we wish you the best. Absolutely. So, I, like always, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, or crybaby stuff, or you just want to reach out to us and talk to us, let us know, hit us up, and we'll be happy to talk to you forever. Alrighty. But other than that, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week with a brand new episode. Bye. See ya.